Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, Tuesday, August 31. Wow. This show happens each and every weekday from the Back Alley Comedy Club Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Crank, also known as the White John Coffee. When I'm not busy servicing my four or cleaning up after my four tax deductions, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast, and so should you. Don't forget to support his sponsors, because hey, let's face it, the guy's not that talented, and he needs all the help he can get. Shut up. All right, thank you very much, Crank. I want to get another tattoo. I'm going through that weirdo thing where, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know if it's a, it, for me, it would be, um, it's more than a midlife crisis. I started having my midlife crisis in, let's see, late June of 19, uh, 2008. I was just about to turn 38 years old. That was weird. There's some real oddities in that time in my life. I was uh, very abruptly snapped back to reality, though. But since that time, uh, I've, I've always felt the need to do uh, things that people who are much younger and much cooler than I would do. And uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's, it's some last-ditch effort, I guess, to make myself, I don't know, feel, feel younger? What? And I, and I really don't struggle with that. I think the best way to feel younger is to stay physically fit, which I am not. So then I want to circumvent that by like, oh, I'll get tattoos and then, like, that will make people think that I'm younger. Now, I'm not really going to do this. But the notion does cross my mind from time to time. And then I will, I'll say to the queen of the forest, I said, I think I'm going to get some tats. Shut the fuck up. You don't know. Shut up. You're not getting a tat. She just, she just lowers the boom on me. No, you're not. Well, how come? I, I, I kind of think it would be nice if I, well, what do you want? And, I, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, a, a whole sleeve up my arm? And she's like, shut up, you sick idiot. I tell you what, it was nice having the queen of the forest here yesterday, working downstairs. Uh, she, she can't do it today, but, you know, it was just great knowing that I'm up here screwing around, being a dumbass. And uh, she's downstairs doing her thing and her career. Very, very cool. 
But, uh, all right. Uh, so that's kind of what was just boiling in my brain. I have uh, something very, very fun coming up in uh, nine minutes. He said, I'm going to come back on on Tuesday, and I'm going to discuss it with you. There's been big changes to the statewide web address. Uh, the one and only Bill Simonson is going to check in here. Now, I need to give you a little bit of background just so that you're clear. Uh, when I was on the radio uh, on WGRD, I had I didn't know Bill at all, but he was very fun to troll. So that's kind of like my bread and butter. So I would say some nasty shit about Bill all the time. And um, I had never met him face to face. I think I might have had one brief interaction with him, but I I didn't know Bill at all. Uh, All I did was heard stories about Bill. And, And none of those stories were flattering. People were very, very quick to throw Bill under the bus about one thing or another. So, you know, I kind of used that as ammunition to just unload on that poor son of a bitch. And I think, you know, he would have he would have fucking strangled me if he got his hands on me, I think. So then fast forward to February of 2016, I get shit canned. The first person to reach out to me is fucking Bill. I'm like, well, this is interesting. And uh Well, that kind of got the ball rolling because, truth be told, I didn't really have a lot going on in radio in this town. I had reached out to the folks at iHeart and the guy that runs the show there. Quite literally, this actually happened. This is a behind-the-curtain moment. Um, It was kind of like early stages of a negotiation, very preliminary. And the boss there actually said, well, what is this going to cost us to get this guy in here? And at the time, and that isn't the case now, but uh, this isn't the case now, but at the time I was working with an agent and the agent, um, his name was Joe Belanco, was was talking to this dude and he goes, well, Eric's going to need this. And he said the the amount and it wasn't, um, oh my God, no, we are not ready for that. And then thanks anyway, it was just the guy just hit the red button. He just hung it up. He didn't say goodbye. He didn't say thanks, but no thanks. He just hung up. <laughs> and uh, the agent, Joe Blanca, calls me up. He says, yeah, he, he hung up on me. I go, oh, well, I mean, at least we tried it. Uh, at least we've got like a uh, an ally. He goes, no, 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 I, I don't think that at all. I mean, he actually hung up on me. And I'm like, what? So, all right. So I had nothing. I didn't tell anybody about that. But uh, then it was when Bill reached out shortly thereafter. I was like, oh, well, maybe there's something going on. I don't, I don't think there's uh, room for me on that radio, on that company at, at Cumulus. Uh, but the fact of the matter is uh, everybody at Cumulus hated Michael Gray, who if you want to uh, encounter people who hate their lives, uh, go interview the co-workers of wherever he may be of Michael Gray. 
uh, 100% potential suicide rate for any co-workers of Michael Gray. This is the biggest asshole in the entire, in the history of the entire American workplace industry. If you want to, okay, if you want to see the nicest, sweetest person uh, grow claws and want to and want to attack somebody, uh, just go up to any coworker of Michael Gray and say, "Hey, what's it like working with Michael Gray?" So it turns out uh, this guy not only did everybody hate him at Cumulus, and I'm only saying that because when I started working there, everybody walked up and said, "My God, thank God you're here." Uh, who cares about performance? We just hated Michael Gray. Uh, not only that, no one listened to his show. He sucked. Now he's working for Unabomber Radio in fucking Montana. Uh, that asshole. That motherfucker. The day that the shit hit the fan when I got fired from Cumulus, and for a brief moment I thought Bill got fired, he was the one, like, uh, uh, typing karma and retweeting, like, the press release or whatever. He's a fucking idiot. Anyway, I digress. Bill was the only guy who reached out to me and courted me and said, you, you should come work for us, and then he helped make that happen despite all the shit that I put him through, and he's been there... Uh, uh, by my side through thick and uh, thin through almost three years now of not working in radio. Bill had something monumental happen to him, and I'm going to bring him in in about three minutes. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, my uh, nonsense and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Several places you can get it. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Uh, like it, share it, please. Periscope, a uh, video on Twitter. Please retweet it. Uh, that's Those are all brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, also Blue Frost IT. And then on the almighty YouTube, Eric St. Show on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, bell notification, hit the thumbs up. That's brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Buyinsurancehere.com. All right. On yesterday's Patreon, I had, uh, uh, what was his name? Doug? Yeah, Doug the dumb fuck concrete layer. A follow-up to his anti-vax craziness. I had that on the Patreon yesterday. I actually released the whole thing, the, the free podcast version and the follow-up on the Patreon and posted it all for everybody to see. But anyway, the reason why I bring it up, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Every single day I do an extra podcast. You should uh, check it out. And the open and live stream of this show brought to you by Affordable Limousine. They want you. Here's what's up. You go to buscareers.com. They are looking for you. If you are an experienced driver with a CDLB with passenger endorsement, go to buscareers.com. Forget driving a yellow bus full of asshole kids to and fro you are not paid enough it's time to make a lot more money uh, a career uh, yearly earnings as high as 60 plus thousand dollars a year that's exactly right this is a company that i work for on the side 
Okay, I love these people. Ben and Justin run the show over there. Justin owns the place he has for years, Affordable Limousine. You've seen him everywhere in and around West Michigan and beyond. Ben is the GM. These guys are awesome, okay? Awesome place to work for, and you work on your own schedule. So what we're doing here with Affordable Limousine right there is we're trying to recruit uh, drivers, experienced drivers with a CDLB with passenger endorsement. Go to buscareers.com. You could be doing this. You could be um, uh, uh, driving for corporate trips, weddings, college or university sports, high school sports, because they have these massive buses. People get on. There you are. And then this is what you do. Uh, you, By the way, you're earning a great wage, okay? And then, like, you're walking out and people are throwing uh, 20s and 50s at you because of the amazing safe and steady driving job that you did for them because you are the best in the business. You deserve so much more, okay, than just your hourly rate when you're driving that uh, bus packed with people or kids. And, you, okay, this is, this, you're going to meet so many amazing people. I can't stress this enough. If you have a CDL with passenger endorsement, you go to buscareers.com. Go there, fill out the form, and then they're like, huh, maybe this lady or this guy is the real deal. It's time for a change of your career. And again, you can work it on your schedule. This is how it works. You get a link from the boss or a, a link, a text. Hey, can you drive uh, Tuesday at 2 p.m. to 6? Uh, this is the job. Can you do that? Yay or nay. That's it. Okay. If you want to work one day a week, you can. If you want to work six days a week, you can. It's awesome. Buscareers.com. Get a job with affordable limousine. Not quite done. I'll bring in Bill in just a second here. Uh, A&E Heated and Cooling reminds you that as we get closer to summer winding down, you will need that uh, furnace checked. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Anything goes uh, south on your setup, air conditioning, or furnace, they can install a brand new uh, Comfort Maker brand of furnace or air conditioner with A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Call or text. And then, of course, there's Blue Frost IT, longtime sponsor of this show, uh, the number one managed IT service provider and project uh, work uh, at uh, Blue Frost IT, voted on by their peers in the industry. That is true. These nerds get together and they can't vote for themselves. They voted for Blue Frost IT. So whatever you need for your small or medium-sized business when it comes to tech, Call upon Blue Frost IT. Reach out 616-285-50 for Blue Frost IT. Uh, he is driving a very, very busy man today. And uh, as I ended, uh, indicated to you in the open, uh, he has always been very, very supportive of me. And uh, big news coming down the pipe yesterday that um, Bill Simonson, he has signed on 96.1 out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, a great big fat, I believe 50,000 watt signal. Uh, Bill, congrats on the, uh, on the uh, change in frequency in Grand Rapids. You know what, Eric, uh, man, first off, it was awesome uh, to run into you yesterday and just our, you know, I, I'm so proud of what you've built up and there are so many people who 
have tried to tear us down, but there's something that keeps happening. We keep doing bigger and better things and making the move now to the huge show weekdays at three on 96 one and adding, uh, you know, three different audio platforms in Detroit with the roar, which is part of Beasley in Detroit and man, uh, X's and bros now a local or statewide sports team based morning show on 96 one, which is Aaron right now. Man, I, I'm just really excited. You know, I mean, I'm going on 60. I don't know how much longer I got in this business, but when you get big days like this, uh, it's all about hard work. It's about good people. And like I said, who knows? I, I think before it's all said and done, me and you are doing the ultimate podcast, and we're going to finish our careers <laughs> with Shakes living up in Gaylord. Uh, that 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 sounds actually wonderful. Um, and I, and I think that that, when you talk about that, uh, um, you know, two and a half, well, two years, eight months ago, things got a little sideways. Um, but I, it's, it's just good to see that, uh, you were able to stay with it first of all, because, um, it, it definitely wasn't as strong as, uh, when you were on one Oh seven, three, because of the power behind the signal, but this, this is big. And I, and I, and that's all ancient history. You stuck to it. And I, and I will say this, a lot of people like you indicated have tried to tear you down. Uh, that's gotta be very, uh, um, that's a, a very good feeling to be in the same town, still doing it despite all of that nonsense happening. Uh, people trying to bring you down, Bill. You know, what was pretty cool is that I went up and down the freeway system in Grand Rapids with one big finger out the window. I drove around for a good 30 minutes. You know, we, we got the, the budget cuts, which you were a part of, which we can't control. And Bruce Law was awesome to us at Cumulus. But I, I will tell you, with the pandemic mixed in, and I told Superfly Hayes, Brett Hayes, formerly Lurch, with you guys over there at Free Bear, I said, we'll never experience a tougher two and a half years on a professional side. And you persevered. I'm listening to you take care of all your advertisers. You, you've grown your own product. Here you are with your own studio. You set your own hours. You're, you're a radio talent. You're as good, Eric, as anybody I've ever worked with. You and Kevin Matthews, I think, are two maestros in a studio. We keep going because the people, not us, the people... The people still support us, and the people will be listeners and advertising partners, and that's that's the root of radio. And anybody who thinks they're bigger on air than any listener or any advertiser, your ass will be working at McDonald's on the microphone before you know it. Now, uh, I talked, Bill, um, about my initial attacks on you back in the day. I hadn't actually met you or gotten to know you in any way. I was simply going on hearsay about what people had said about you. And you, you'll probably be the first to admit that there are a lot of people that would love that, that love to take runs at you. Isn't that correct? Oh, if you went on hearsay on what people say about me, chances are Homeland security would be knocking on my door. If you went, <laughs> yeah. if, you went if you went on what, cause there, there are, I'll run into somebody to go, wow, man, I, I heard you just got out of prison. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and, or, or, or like the people say, so uh, you're dating a 19 year old girl. I go, I am. Uh, yeah. It's just the, the way Twitter, uh, the social networks, which are good on these platforms, you do a great job, but also it creates the ability 
to just totally bullshit people. I mean, it really does and and tear somebody down. But you know what? You know, I know, and I said this to you yesterday, Eric, There, there's not a man I've met that cares more about his listeners, his marketing partners from a professional side, but also the love you show for your family, your dear meathead, your, your interaction with your wife, your love for your children. You got pets where... I, I've never known anybody who has more pets that have only one eye. I just don't know. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, we actually lost one of them. We actually lost. I had. Oh. I had three with one eye, and then we lost one of them. Well, what <laughs> happened? Did you lost or did they pass away? Well, what's crazy is no, we didn't lose it actually. But the one with one eye, his name was uh, uh, Buddy. The other eye went bad too. So okay, he's an outdoor cat. Can you imagine an outdoor cat with no eyes? <laughs> Walking around the neighborhood, so I had to I had to put him. I had a euthanize. Oh, him. you put Buddy down? Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Oh, I remember when I put. We had a cat, Vu, about uh, it was twelve years ago, maybe back when, uh, you know, I was married. Uh, I had I took the cat myself to the veterinarian. It was out in Caledonia, and you know, I, I there wasn't a lot of emotion until I had to lay. So I, they asked me to pet the cat till they gave it a shot. Oh, and, yeah. That's oh, rough. and then and then I walked out of there. I sat in my car and I just cried like a baby. And, yeah. You know, my kids were still really young then. When I say really young, they're you know Ava just turned sixteen today. So oh my God. They're probably they're probably two, three, and four. And I told them that uh, you know we gave Vu away. Oh. Come back and tell your kids like, hey, kid. I, I got some. Uh, I got McDonald's pancakes. And by the way, uh, Vu's uh, Vu was uh, just given a shot and he died. Uh, who, who wants sausage pancakes? Wait, wait a minute. You told the kids you gave the no, cat away. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I do. When 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 we've had animals that are put down when kids are little, I tell them we gave them to a good home. I'm, I don't I'm know if that. I don't know if that's better. I don't. <laughs> I, I think well, because then they get older and they say, "Hey, can I go see the cat?" And I go, "Oh, those people moved." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yo, he always just okay. So I get it. You basically want to just oh, kick that. Oh no, no, Ava, Ava brought up uh, uh, a cat from four years ago, which we did give to uh, 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 a rescue place, like someplace Clarksville, Saranac, whatever my my sister did. Because that was when. Remember when I told you a story when I had the thirteen kittens. And the two cats pregnant, and the Correct. right before I sold my last house, and there I'd come home and there'd be just a right. it looked like a gang had taken over a cat gang had taken over my house. It smelled like urine. It, it was horrible. <laughs> and and I love the cats. There was like there'd be a cute moment when they'd all be playing, and then when you realize with thirteen cats and two adults, I had fifteen cats. I was the cat guy. Yeah. Oh, did you name the cat Vu after the strip joint Deja Vu? No, I named it Vu after champagne. It was uh, after. Hold <laughs> 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 on, you're like, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of play on words with names. Right. Hey, Vu. Hey, Vu. What you know? Hey, I got two cats, Deja and Vu. Right. The kids, yes, that would oh, be good. Have kids or animals are all named after strip bars. Hey. <laughs> Uh, this is my cat Mercedes. <laughs> the, the, the cats are named after strippers. Uh, they, hey, hey, this is uh this is my little pit bull million dollar club. Do you like him? He's nice. <laughs>
Um, so uh, let me ask you this too. Uh, why does Freebeer hate you? What did you ever do to him? I, you know, I never said. I actually have praised him up until his recent tirade about me looking better than him in old photos. And uh, I, I really, I think the guy's a network level play-by-play guy. I think together that entire group needs so many voices because if they had to talk for an hour on a podcast alone, if they had to do three hours sometimes with me alone in the studio, uh, it would be like a 747 crashing on a runway. <laughs> but I but I just, I don't know what I did to any of those guys. I know me and you had our moments and, you know, we got to know each other at 107.3 and here we are talking about my move to 96.1 in gr and the rest of the huge network i I don't know man you know i i I could see the guy i'm not at the want to punch them in the face mode yet but i I could get there (laughs) okay maybe with time maybe with time no i think you know what's going to be cool is the timing of them ripping me a week ago and then the massive media uh release on all this move to 96.1 and the second biggest sports station in the state that Free Beer and Hot Wings, one of the most popular morning shows, they wrote me off a week ago. They talked about how I'm dead in the water, how I have a nobody listening and a small FM and I'm nothing. Right. I'm on the downward spiral. And here I am starting, well, I started yesterday at 3 on 96.1, but they had the Tigers. But here's the launch day on 96.1, the right. game in Grand Rapids. Let me just tell you, and, and I was part of this, um, and, and the um, – Habits haven't changed because I again I did this. They are not above punching in their minds down. They will punch the fuck out of anybody. So that's <laughs> probably what this what this comes from. And so you know, uh, whatever. I guess that's just how it's going to be. Hey, you know what? And I say this, Eric, and I and I've always told you on and off air. You know, we, you and I, we we rip. Uh, Sports figures, politicians, musicians, entertainers, actors. Uh, we do that. We'll rip some listeners uh, who are out of line. So, uh, again, if it's if it's not truly deep down personal and it's right. that radio jab, I'm fine with that. It's not like they're knocking on my door or, or I, 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 I'm taking my kids to school this morning and free beer pops out of the bushes and he says, hey, what'd you say about me? <laughs> I mean. No, I don't I think mean, that's going to happen. No. And. You know, I, I wish him luck because if I was him, I would just get out of the morning radio thing and go do play by play because he could be a, a national talent. I really well, I really think that, I, you know, I think all anybody has to do is listen to that show for any amount of time these days. And then, oh, my God, they, that woman is just driving me. I, I, you know, I really respected those guys until they, you know, they kind of went below the belt last week. And uh, but that woman is just talking too much. <laughs> I mean, they, they, those guys need to call a divorce lawyer. But I think, uh, okay. Did, did, did you know that they both, both those guys went through a divorce? Haven't we all except. For uh. you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I, will, yeah. I will say this. Well, your wife, see, uh, in all my radio, uh, 30 years, right. You know, into my 30th year, the guys who stayed married, are the guys who had cool wives who understood what they needed to do, time and commitment with their job. And you have a fantastic wife. You have a family 
that has embraced and all, uh, what you've done. And also your family saw you uh, go through some tough times, Eric, and you, and you came out on uh, the other side even better. And I think that won the respect of your wife, your family, uh, your friends. And I just say, you know, being in radio, being in the entertainment business, sometimes you think the grass is greener on the other side, but the family, the, the, when you have to make this commitment uh, to the media, to your job, uh, like anything in the entertainment side, sports, music, uh, it can take its toll on a family. It really can. Now, Bill, I know you got to uh, get to a meeting. I just know that uh, when you left uh, the uh, the great cumulus, you you had some uh, you had some deep roots there, and um, I'm uh, I just imagine you uh, walking through the hall to the elevator with your box of stuff and being met by this uh, lovely, sweet redhead who just wanted to hug you and tell you how much she enjoyed air checking you and, uh, and, and, and loving you. I mean, can you maybe shed some light as to that touching moment with, uh, with, uh, with that sweet soul that, uh, saw you out the door? Oh, the people at Cumulus who I worked with for a long time, all got a note from me and, uh, we don't connect to everybody we work with. And, um, my move wasn't based on anybody I worked with, but uh, we know the good people in radio, yeah. right. and and we and we we respond to great leadership. And all I'll say is that uh, Eric in the move with Tim Fagan, with Dave Taft, uh, with Brett Bakita and me had a private conversation yesterday. Nice, that, nice. Man, it, it began 20 years ago. I was joking with Fagan. I was telling him, yeah, I remember that first week I was on. Bakita was doing a high school football game on Friday night. I had just got done. My show was like four to six at the time. And he didn't know I was still there. And his producer has the door open uh, running the high school game. And you hear Bakita go, my God, when is that Simonson guy leaving? <laughs> and, and, and now, but you know what? With, with Brett, and we even talked about it, how, uh, again, the, the perception um, do I rub people the wrong way when I meet them? That's probably true, but we laughed and here we are back together. Uh, yeah, at, we recorded, recorded an interview yesterday that ran this morning on wood radio in town and we're working together. I mean, so many people, Eric, you're, you're over there. Uh, Kate Arnold, uh, Brett Bakita, Marcus Bradman, where my, I, I ran into Marcus again and I could understand five out of 10 words. He said, and I said, you know what, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got all these people. There's Kim Lozano. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else that uh, uh, we worked with across the street. And, you know, they have – I'm just uh, – I really I really think there's a, a bigger place there for right. you one day. Yeah, well, you never know. Well, no, Bill, I, I do. I do, Eric. Eric, what you're building right now uh, is, 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 is big, will get bigger. Your audience loves the hell out of you. And, man – um, I just respect you. I, I don't care if our career has ended today, both of us. I, I have laughs. I have, I remember when you're doing bus stop karaoke with Ava, I saw oh, yeah. that video. I'll watch it. And, uh, you know, she's jamming with you and we're out there at the bus stop by Woodland Mall. Oh, yeah. And I just, uh, you're creative, you're caring, you're funny. Um, and I know so many people love you, man. Bill, I, I can't thank you enough. You've always been incredibly sweet to me. Congratulations. Uh, people in West Michigan should know that on 96.1, I believe the name of the radio station is changing to The Game. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it's 96.1 The Game. So you have now sports that talks about 
Michigan teams in the morning with Anthony Bellino, who is on right now till nine. Right. I'm on. I'm on three till seven. You get the replay hour uh, when they don't have local play-by-play, high school, college, or right. pros. And then uh, you can listen on the iHeart app. And it's ninety-six-one. The game in Grand Rapids with my other nineteen stations statewide, which you can find out at thehugeshow.net. It's really great, though, because just in closing, uh, iHeart ended up slowly but surely getting all of the sports um, uh, play-by-play, Michigan, Michigan State, Tigers, Lions, you know, and all the high school stuff with with, uh, Brett Makita. I mean, it's – and then – because Cumulus, all they had was the Whitecaps, I believe, right? Yeah, well, you know, and iHeart is – they're flying the sports flag. And, you know, like – Tim Fagan said in that press release, and Steve Kaminsky from GR Press and MLive.com wrote the story last night that, you know, they they feel that they own sports on the radio in West Michigan. 96 won the game. So I, I agree. I, I really got one do. I got one more thing. It just popped in my head. Is that okay? Oh, I, I got time. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, years ago, there's a um, radio enthusiast um, had created like a website where people would go and they would like um, anonymously, it was like before Reddit and they would anonymously um, talk about radio. And that's what it started as. But what it turned into is it turned into kind of like this venomous uh, people realized they were anonymous and they could say whatever they want. And it's, uh, I don't want to say the website, but the website does exist still to this day. And people were so dogging you and then all of a sudden, anytime anybody said your name, it was it was deleted. And then the story goes that that somehow you managed to get them that if they actually typed H U G E, they would be like sued for everything they had. True, true or false? True, uh, true story that <laughs> I I went. You know, well, what happened was they started. You know, I, I have a line. That's why I can I can laugh about. Greg and free beer. And I have a line that when you go after my family or when you, there's a line that is too much in my mind when you're getting attacked, you know, my, my children, my uh, ex, my life, whatever it is. uh, It's not the business of anybody unless it's true public record. Right. You know, I'm arrested or whatever. And, um, but the, the, you're right that this website just, used to be about media talking back and forth about format changes or a new meteorologist or anchor on a TV station. And it became, uh, it was before, you know, Twitter and Facebook where you can still hide, but it was just, it it got too personal. And I said, Hey man, you know, I had a lawyer write a, uh, a letter cease and desist and um, you can talk about me, but just don't use my name. I like how they started. They started using the asterisk, like H, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm thinking that that was even better. That it even whoever came up with that, it yeah. even was like an F you to uh, you, Bill. And I, you know, but all this stuff, I mean, you had the, you had the Moss blogs, you had, he, oh, he got banned guy. by, he got banned by Twitter. What a bad dude. Me. That is a, that is a bad, bad human. No, being, I that think guy. he got banned. Oh. He hasn't been, he hasn't been around doing anything for a couple of years. And I, and that was all at that same time. And, and, and I'm under, you know, I'm under fire and even it seeped to some advertisers who then, you know, they took a deep breath and, and they said, there's nothing there. And, 
that that's part of this woke culture right now that you have to step back and look at it. You know, we talked about Morris and Otani and the, uh, he did the wrong thing with the Asian accent, but apologized immediately. Otani said it didn't bother him. You know, Stephen A. Smith gets a free pass. The double standard just isn't fair. And, you know, man, it, it, everybody overreacts so much. And I keep going back to Bill Maher, who weekly is tearing apart the woke culture on HBO. And here's a guy who's known to be as far left as you can yeah. in the media. Bill, uh, best of luck. Today is your, uh, you were on yesterday, but um, of course, like you said, the Tigers on 96 uh, one were happening. So if people want to actually turn in their tune in their actual radios on 96.1 and hear Bill today, starting at 3 PM or on the iHeartRadio app, you just search out. Um, uh, if you were to type in WMAX, it would pull it up because uh, obviously it went from being known as ESPN 96.1 to the game. So either way, you can uh, you can check Bill's show out or just go to thehugeshow.net, correct? Yeah, you can go to thehugeshow.net, listen on the Michigan Sports Network side, or you can just put in 96.1. Uh, it might, I, I, I know they were switching it yesterday or uh, end of last week. You might be able to put in the huge show now. And it pops up on 96.1 The Game to listen on iHeart. Uh, podcasts, wherever you download podcasts, just search a huge show. You can get all that stuff on And the World Wide Web, uh, show. You know, the, the best part about you back in the day with Free Beer, where I openly laughed and even played it on air on my show, was when with Brett from the, the, the surplus place down in Schoolcraft with the tarps, and, oh. <laughs> and you would you would uh do the fake read like you know what i got a tarp i tarp my family i tarp my kids <laughs> yeah brett uh, uh bill had a sponsor that he was uh a merchant selling tarps and gloves and yeah, I, basically I was... a surplus story in the middle you know he got everything discounted he's out and where 131 ends like down in schoolcraft and <laughs> uh, i forget uh, brett his last name and and you would do a spot. Hey, I want to talk about tarps. I want to tarp my kids. I'm gonna tarp you. I got I'm some gloves. Everybody got some gloves so I can tarp my kids while wearing the gloves. I got them. I got ten pair for fifty cents. I and, and I was like, I was like, that's the first time I've ever heard an advertisement for a business that is so specific. Who? I mean, just walk into the store. It's just aisles and aisles of tarps and gloves. Have you seen it? This it's B and G surf without remembering. No. It's I don't need beans. to see it. I don't it's need to a, see it. It, it. You can, you can, you got, I, I got blue tarps. I got red tarps. I Ooh. got turquoise tarps. You could get a gray tarp today with Brett. I at, tarp, you know, this is a legend ace and Ava. I tarped them all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, break a leg today and uh, uh, tell the folks at iHeart I said hi. They love you, Eric. You know what? You're respected in the radio industry. You're respected by your advertisers, by your listeners. Thanks so much uh, for the love. And 96 won the game. New home of the huge show in Grand Rapids weekdays at 3. Have a good one, Billy. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. See you. There you go. The one and only uh, Bill Simonson. I don't know about the, uh, I don't know so much about the respected in the industry thing. I, I, I think I'm not. I think there are some people who do respect me in the industry, like Bill, the handful of people he mentioned there uh, during that conversation. Some not so much. You fucking hypocrite. You fuck that guy. Fuck him. Ah, fuck you. Fuck you, too.
Love that. Congrats, Bill. All right. We are off and running on this edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. I had to get that done early. Normally, like, uh, I, I push interviews and stuff to, like, 9 a.m. Eastern time. But uh, he had uh, something going on, so I appreciate him making the time and joining me. So that is cool. Hang on. Oh. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As you know, I am training for the Grand Rapids Marathon. The last few weeks have been a little wonky in the training. This is where you go, by the way, if you want to uh, donate, because I'm racing Mike Ball. Longtime friend, listener of this show. October 17th, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You go to the site that you can see on the screen right now or that I will uh, post in the show notes of this podcast at the end of it. And you donate $25 to the AT Children's Project. From there, you bet as to who is going to win. And you put, by how many minutes? Person who correctly picks the winner uh, with the closest time wins a $300 gift card. Second closest, $200. Third closest, one hundred dollars. It's been a lot of uh, talk about me 
uh, not being ready. Yesterday was my um, first race pace run. Uh, at this point in the training, um, you get to these days where um, the schedule says run, in this case, six miles at race pace. And then as we get down to the back half of the 16-week training program, you're going to see more and more of those. It's going to get up to like an 11 or a 12-miler at race pace. So it's kind of like these little, you're slowly increasing the distance over a period of weeks mixed in with the other training. So yesterday was the first one of these race pace uh, runs. Basically just warm up for a mile, which, by the way, is taking me so damn long to get warmed up these days. But I have to make it through a mile. Okay, I'm ready. I'm warm. My muscles don't hurt anymore. My joints don't hurt. Let's get after it. Chris says, by the way, Eric, the negative talk is by you. You're right. Well, I don't know about that. Aram said to me, uh, freaking, I wish I could change my bet. Look at, there he is right there. Smarting off already. Uh, my, one of my Armenian brothers is turned into like my biggest adversary. What are you doing? So ZZ's race pace, and I think he means it equals Mike Ball's recovery pace. And I think you're right. He says ZZ's race pace equals EZ's recovery pace. Yeah, I, I, I think you mean Mike Ball's recovery pace. Jason says, Eric, have you settled on official rules for the race bet? For example... Is it closest to time without going over? Or what happens if two people pick the same time? Just curious. Well, so if two people pick Mike Ball by 13 minutes, um, well, you know, I guess... Um, I guess it doesn't really matter if you go over. Like, if uh, if everybody is, because if everyone is over, there's still going to be a person who's closest. It would be to whoever is closest. If there is a tie, a drawing will determine who actually is winning that prize. And then whoever does not would get the prize just below it like if two people tie for first then you would have a drawing and then that would it would roll down to second place there you go those are the official rules mark it down I can't tell you how fast Mike's gonna go historically uh, Mike, he, uh, mar half marathons. I think he, uh, usually comes in at about eight minutes a mile every time. I think that's usually the, uh, amount of time he, uh, finishes this particular race. Now he may have been pacing people in the past. I don't know, which would mean that he's running at their pace and just trying to get them through it. But historically he runs about eight minutes a mile. Maybe a little bit faster for the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. So yesterday, I go, all right, I'm going to get on this treadmill, and I'm going to get this done. And I uh, 
I'm like, I'm going to start the first mile at nine minutes a mile, and then I'm going to pick up the pace for the duration. I did finish it. And then I did, uh, I did increase the pace with every mile. And I ended up averaging 835 for the six-mile run, which, you know, at this stage of the game, as fat and disgusting as I am, and you're like, Zane, you're not fat. No, I, trust me, I am. I'm fat as shit. Uh, it, that was a win. So, all right. We've got uh, about seven weeks to go in the training. Stand by. I need water. Congrats to Josh Brown. He uh, committed yesterday or the day before to not being so disgusting. He's a little loose in the cage, too. So he's got to, uh, he just started running. I saw him post something on Zaniacs United that said he got uh, he got some work done. Uh, hammered out a mile and a half. Well done. Yeah, you're. I can tell that your body... Is not is really really not equipped to carry that extra luggage. You just look like you should be ripped. So and but the good news is it's all that uh, non visceral fat. What I mean by that is when when a person gets uh, fat for a long period of time, the muscle that forms is in between muscles or the uh, the fat that forms is in between muscle cells. That's harder to get rid of. It's called visceral fat. You know how, like, when you, like, cut open a steak, you've got, like, the fat, the the big chunks of fat? You, that's what you have. That's going to burn off quicker. But the stuff that's way in the meat, the visceral fat, that's harder to get rid of. So, you know, one day at a time. Kate says, aw, be nice to Josh. I am, you fucking child. I said he knows it. He's fat as shit, and he's going to lose it. I gave him. I gave him that. Come on, Kate. Oh, be nice to Josh, Eric. Josh isn't fat. He's marbled, says Jason. No, Josh, this is great. Keep it up, buddy. And to all of you who are thinking about getting after it, please do. Stand by. I have uh, something in my throat. I think uh, it's just killing me. Hang on. Oh, my God. All right, I got more good news. Again, I, I, I hate to have to give the background on this, but it, it's really big for this show. First of all, I need to explain this to you. On August 10th, that's when I appeared on the Anthony Cumia show. That was a Tuesday. The following Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I did not podcast. It was all just... Uh, I, I didn't do anything. And then I was back to work podcasting the following Monday. Since I started on that Monday, which is uh, nearly, um, it's like I have a month from now or from like a, right around the middle of the month to now. That's how long I've been podcasting since I got back from New York to be on Anthony's show. The audience of this show has quadrupled for the audio podcast. Four times the amount. And I was like, whoa, I have never seen this before in my life since podcasting. In the three years that I've been podcasting, I, I, it was, it's just been stellar. 
And so that's kind of what I was hoping for. And that's all based on just the one appearance on the Anthony Cumia show. And it really, that's why I'm so eternally grateful that it all went down the way it did. And then I also went into detail about the story of how uh, E-Rock from the Cumia show, who runs Anthony's network at Compound Media, he just kind of like said, hey, man, why don't, you, why don't you do an hour and send it my way? Now, and then, uh, now it doesn't guarantee that he posts it on their platform, which has tens of thousands of people that subscribe to it, but there is a spot at Compound Media called Pilot Shows. People who've done one episode, and uh, the intent is put it up there, see what type of response you get from the audience, and that could warrant more shows by the person making the show. In this case, me. Well, when he approached me about that, it about blew my mind. I was like, this is a fucking great opportunity. I'm going to get in here, and I'm going to fucking crush it. So I, uh, I did a show here that has not been heard by anybody. And in it, it's a little different than what you're used to because there's a lot more background as to who the fuck I am because these are all new people, basically. You've never really heard me do my thing from this room right here with all these fucking signs around me. But I did it, and I sent it off to E-Rock. And I didn't hear back, didn't hear back. I'm like, oh, shit. So I sent him the other, hey, yeah, if you have any questions, which is always, I always do that. I can never just leave it alone. You know, it's just a gentle reminder that I'm still here. I'm still, I'm like, oh, my God, please put it on the platform. Please fucking hey, put it on there. And uh, then he's, uh, he reaches out and he goes, hey, yeah, um, do you want to do a show for, uh, for Labor Day? Go ahead and uh, go ahead and do one more like your show. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What I sent you kind of is exactly what my show is. It's based on a lot of storytelling. I don't like to, I mean, I, yes, I'll talk about news, but the best thing I do is just sit here and kind of fucking shoot the shit with you. So I gave him the other go, yeah, um, that is a, a huge thing. I really appreciate that. I, I can absolutely do that. Uh, just, but just so you know, typically what I do is, is not much of a departure from what you, you already saw. I mean, that's me saying that's the best I got. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. And so then he responds. He goes, yeah, well, I can, I can post the one you send. Maybe I'm overthinking it. He, su- he suggests to me and I go, no problem at all, man. Whatever you want. Um, I, I'd be totally fine if you aired what you, uh, what I sent you and it would, it's just great. It would be really, really great for me. So whatever you decide to do. And then I said, and if you like it, I'll do this for as long as you want me to do it. It it takes, it is nothing for me to get behind this mic, look into that camera and, and do an hour. I mean, that is kind of what I've, the, 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 the years that I've been doing this, it makes it so uh, once the, that light comes on, a little blue light, it's, 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 you better fucking do something. So I'll do this for as long as you want me to do. Uh, so he said, okay, man, we're putting it up, putting that show up, uh, very soon. Just give me, I had, I, he wants me to send him some, uh, information about, you know, where people can find me and stuff like that. Cause this is all brand new. So this, and I've said this before, when you're a ham and eager, like I am, doing what I do, these little, these little victories. And I would say this is a big victory. Go a long, long way to helping this show grow. 
And for all of you that have fucking stuck with me back when it was shitty and you put up with me when I rub you the wrong way and you're like, you know, you, you take me for who I am, that is fucking great. I really, really appreciate that because I wouldn't have had the opportunity otherwise. It's all part of a, uh, a, bigger, a bigger picture, if you will, that uh, seems to be coming together at least a little bit more cohesively as of late. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for that, and I'm very excited about it. I'll, uh, I'll direct you more explicitly if you would like to, uh, um, you know, whatever. Just sign up for a uh, a, a, a short um, subscription to Compound to be able to see it on your own. So thank you. Uh, I heard through the grapevine that uh, the one and only Jason Schaefer ate the Pocky One Chip Challenge. As well as uh, Patriot Nick, he did it again. I think he uh, Patriot Nick went like an hour and 15 minutes without drinking a bit of the uh, heavy cream to uh, knock the sting off. Uh, and I, I, I cornered Jason's uh, better half, the lovely Andrea, and I go, well, how bad did it kill him? And she goes, oh, about 15 minutes. I'm like, wow, that is remarkable because I was ruined for uh, 24 hours. I was so, I was injured by that stupid one chip challenge. And I said, well, did he, uh, did he vomit? And she goes, he dry heaved. Um, man, uh, part of me thinks I should have gone to the hospital when that thing happened. Man, so I don't know how you did that. But I still have two one-chip challenges. Ben said he's out. Gabe Dombrowski, listener Gabe, says he's in. We shall see. I still don't know what I'm going to do with that. All right. So that's uh, kind of what's going on, what happened with me yesterday. I was pretty happy about that, I guess. But I think Mike is going to fucking kick my ass in this race. Uh, Go ahead and support the AT Children's Project, atcp.org slash Eric Zane. I'm going to play for you. I've received it from three people today. Mike Ball sent it to me, and uh, Sarah Ann sent it to me, and even Bill Simonson sent it to me. The uh, school board meeting in the state of Virginia. This has nothing to do with COVID. Thank God. Uh, it is, well, it's kind of like taking a page out of PA Brinks. I'll get to that in just a second. But, as usual, I got a tinkle. Stay put.
Thanks to everybody who sent this along. And by the way, if you ever want to help out the show and send me links of stories that you like, things that you think I might uh, I might like talking about on the show, please send them along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I just lost Dirk. Dirk has always been a huge, huge, sweet help to the show. But um, as I've I detailed, I think I broke him with uh, my responses to Dirk would send, we would get in these massive arguments about uh, COVID. And I think it was a little bit more, it would affected him more than him affecting me. And so now I think he's, I think he, uh, he doesn't like me anymore at all. I think he hates my guts. I don't even know if he still listens. Um, it all started with Phil Valentine, the Nashville fuck who, uh, this massive anti-vaxxer, and then he gets COVID and dies, just like all the radio guys are dying now. The fucking anti-vax talk radio show is just another dumb shit in Florida, I think, who just died. But he was like, oh, my God, you can't do that. He's not an anti-vaxxer. And it's like, well, no, he is. He absolutely is. And he was the guy who was on his deathbed saying, I made a mistake. Everybody get the vaccine. Oh, my God. What you, I, mean, I fucked up. And it's like, wait, what? He's not an, oh, he's not an anti-vaxxer. No, no, you misrepresented him. And he was so hurt by that. And then it was all downhill from there. So I'm pretty sure uh, he doesn't want anything to do. He used to send me links all the time. He's not involved anymore. So I, it, that, that's too bad. That makes me sad. But I bring that up because if you ever want to help the show, send him along, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. This is... Um, Henrico School Board in Virginia. This is the type of thing where when you want to speak at the school board meeting, you submit your name for uh, public comment. So then people uh, show up there and they um, basically say what they want to say to the school board. Hopefully a little bit more controlled than... uh, you know, what happened at the county commission meetings that we've been uh, playing for the last uh, week and a half. But this is how it went. You guys work for us in in, in this uh, environment. Sorry, context. This lady has nothing to do with it. This is a lady making her public comment. As usual, she, she sounds bitchy. You guys work for us in 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 this uh, environment. You answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. By the way, she sounded like such a bitch there. I would have said, "Yeah, all right, sure." Uh, uh, all in favor, say yay. No hands, no hands go up. All in favor, all opposed, say nay. Get out of here. Thank you so in much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. No, 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 you don't. Okay, listen. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Mm. Yeah, has no idea. Sulk, Suk, Mahidik. No. no. He said it wrong. Suk Mahidik. No, 
it's Suk Madik. That's what it is. Or I guess you would say it was spelled S-U-K, Madik, M-A-H-D-I-C-K, Suk Madik. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia. Ophelia McHawk. McHawk. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. Yes, yes. Get him. I leaned over. Okay. Of course. You got to throw in I leaned over. I leaned over. Don Kick. It's supposed to be Donkey Dick. Don Kick. Why did he spell it Don? D-O-N. He should have been D-A-W-N. Don Kedick. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wow. And this guy had no clue. Uh, of course, no one was there. School board member Roscoe D. Cooper uh, just clueless throughout that whole thing. That is fantastic. Well done. Makes me want to go out and do those. Those were such a pain in the ass, though. Man, uh, but for years getting those PA pranks. Uh, I remember there there were some that were so bad that um, at the time, Steve... That super sweet, energetic soul uh, who worked on the Jersey Shore at the time, he would dump it when the when the PA prank was read over the loudspeaker. Uh, some of the these that I did, like uh, if I said it to you now, you would be like, "That's not funny." It would like uh, trigger you, but no, it, it was funny because there's no way that anybody would do this. Think about this: City of Chicago. Never forget it. I was in a gift shop. Called the front desk and I asked for last name Paninfant, P-A-N-I-N-F-A-N-T, Paninfant, which just sounds like any last name, Paninfant. Uh. And I said, yeah, her, her first name is Mandaray. And so then with so much accuracy, he actually said, ladies and gentlemen, if there's a Mandaray Pen infant in the store, will you please come to the front, please? A Mandaray Pen infant. What a fucking despicable thing. And people are like, what? He needs a man to rape an infant? What the fuck is going on in the store? And we're like, oh my God. At the um, Big Lots in Grand Rapids. I forget where exactly it was. I think it was north of GR. Uh, last name Vugger. First name Bud. That was a, If there's a Bud Vugger in the store, will you please come to the front? And then there was... Uh, Last name Lerfondler Todd. Toddler Fondler. If there's a toddler fond because mine my names were so accurate, they became sentences. If there's a toddler font if there is a toddler uh fondler in the store, please come to the front. Ugh, we had so many I uh, I understand that um 
the boys are still uh, uh, relying on the golden oldies on regular interval on the show, sandwiched in between the riveting uh, go-around-the-room segment and still playing those things from time to time. Ah, yes, the glory days. So much fun. Uh, Jason says that's not a funny one, bro. Jason, you're such an idiot. There's always like this, oh, too much, too much. No, it's absolutely a funny one because it's so absurd. That in, If you were on YouTube, I'd give you 300 seconds just like that. Of course it's not okay to rape an infant, you fucking moron. My God. It's the fact that it's that out there. That's the hilarity of it. Jesus, what is wrong with you? I swear to God, you, okay, on the Patreon, you are absolutely getting a 300 seconds the second I start the show and I see your name. Kyle Ryan says, what about Haywood Jablomi? I did that one too. That was at the Walmart in Princeton, New Jersey. Haywood Jablomi. Welcome in public nuisance, who has been just killing it on the free beer and hot wings uh, uh, subreddit lately. That bunch, what a bunch of assholes. Oh, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about over there. I hate those fuckers. All right. Where am I here? I know what the fuck's going on. I got to focus. Okay, work out Dear Meathead. Oh, Dear Meathead, tomorrow I want to hear from you. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you have a question for Dad on Dear Meathead, reach out. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, put your questions together about any topic at all and send it along. For my dad, who last week on the show, I uh, broke the news to him that he is actually 87 years old. I have merch. I would love you to wear an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch and off you go. Uh, numerous shirts, styles, designs, colors. It's all there. All the merch you could possibly want. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. Uh, Gun School is coming up with uh, Prince Arming. If you've always wanted to carry your pistol concealed, and I encourage you to do though, uh, to to do so. That I can't even talk. It, it's not even. It's not even about being your right to do it. I think you're all obligated to carry a pistol. Uh. You know, I think it's very, very important. And uh, you have to have the certification before you can get your pistol license in the great state of Michigan. Coming up Thursday, September 23rd at 530. The classroom is in Allendale Charter Township, Michigan for CPL school with retired U.S. Army Major Steve Prince. More information at princearming.com. The class costs you one twenty-five. So thank you to Steve Prince. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to reach out to uh, them. If you're uh, thinking about buying, get uh, pre-approved before you buy a home. Uh, It's very, very difficult to get a home these days because the uh, market has very little inventory. So all of these uh, uh, attempts at buying a home turn into bidding wars. 
So I suggest, let's say uh, you can get a $200,000 loan, a mortgage, you're pre-approved from Mario. Uh, if I were you, I wouldn't look at, at a home that costs $200,000 because that price is going to go up because all the people that want it are going to turn it into a bidding war. So go 180 and then then you can get in on the action, you know? <clears throat> I don't know what my problem is today. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right, when it comes to buying insurance, I can't stress enough about uh, having an insurance agent to be with you every step of the way. If you or someone you know is getting ready to turn age 65 in the next six months, do not go into the Medicare system on your own. It's very difficult. There are a lot of things to navigate. You need someone like Frank Fuss to help you with that. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, fill out the information and what your needs are, what you're looking for, health insurance, dental insurance, uh, Medicare support. Buying on the marketplace. Help with your employer's um, re-enrollment. Open enrollment period. He can help you with anything. And what is this going to cost you? Nothing. His expertise costs you nothing. Don't dive into insurance plans without having an agent like Frank in your back pocket. It's an amazing thing, and the fact that it's free is the best part. So as soon as you're at work and they say, hey, it's time to enroll, remember, buyinsurancehere.com. If you're buying on the marketplace, we're getting close to that period of time when the open enrollment is going to take place on the marketplace. Buyinsurancehere.com. I've been buying from the marketplace for the last three years. This year, I cannot. I didn't know that. How did I know that? Because I told Frank, I said to Frank, yeah, hey, Diana got a job, and uh, uh, I'm going to use her insurance because it's going to be more expensive for you. I go, and and you're not going to get as good of a policy. And I said to him, I go, well, then I'm just going to go and use the uh, marketplace uh, insurance policy again this year. I'm just going to pay for it out of my pocket. Well, you can't. Why? Well, because that's a law. Did I know that? No. But I got Frank, so he helps me with that. So my point is, he does it all. I don't do this shit. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. My policy shop insurance is who this is. Buyinsurancehere.com. As you know, I've been talking about people doing cameos for quite some time. This isn't an ad for me doing cameo because we're going to play Ed... Do I say Ed Furlong, the guy from T2 and American History X? Ed Furlong does cameos, and I didn't even check the price of these. Cameo.com slash Ed. If you are L-O-N-G. I don't see him yet. I wonder, what do you, how much do you think Ed Furlong would charge? I would guess 60 bucks. There's an Eddie Furlong. Yeah, that's him. Okay, 75 bucks. You can get a cameo from an Ed Sheeran lookalike. <laughs> he does look like him. 25 bucks. A lot of these people I have not heard of because I'm old. Uh, pro wrestler Big E is three hundred dollars. 
God, everybody is on freaking Cameo. My God. Well, anyway, uh, the lowest price here is some guy who plays for the Edmonton Oilers. He's 22 bucks. This guy I've never heard of is $19. Miss Channa, music producer, is from $5. Most of them are more expensive than your old pal Eric Zane. The thing is, though, I'm better than all of these fucking idiots. They are horrible. Every one of these morons, because when you open up the app, when you get hired, there's like a like show notes of things that you can uh, that they want you to say. I don't do any of that shit. It basically just says rip him a new asshole, and then I do for I don't know four or five minutes. Fat fuck Vince Neal does this. Hey Jim, Vince Neal here. Hey buddy, have a, a mildly Christmas and a happy crew year. And 2020 is a all new beginning. Keep so keep rocking. Oh. 12 seconds, $300. Motley Christmas and a happy crew year, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jim. Vince Neal here. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Have a Motley Christmas and, and a, a happy, happy crew year. year. And, uh, and 2020 is a all new beginning. Hey, so uh, keep rocking. I'm drunk. That's it. That's what you get. Ed Furlong did this, and I heard from a uh, longtime friend, John Midgley. I am somewhat bedridden in the last few days. I hope you're okay. And in between projects, when I in between when I'm in between projects, I veer off and I watch some uh, Edward Furlong cameos, and boy, are they bad. Here's one where he starts wishing someone a happy birthday and goes on an insane narcissistic rant. He says, I always enjoyed it when you destroyed Vince Neal's cameo. Hope you are well. Signed, John, the psychopath magician. This is Furlong. Now, uh, I didn't realize... I didn't realize he's 44 years old. But it it looks like uh, he hasn't really taken care of himself. Um, it's kind of a mess, but this is his, uh, this is his cameo to somebody who just wants him to wish like happy birthday to somebody. Hey, Stephanie, um, you're a long time friend, Denna or, or, or Zolik or Zolik. You know what? I can actually share this screen with you at the same time. So that way you can see it too while, while listening to it. So give me a second. This is always awkward when I have to do this, but I want you to see it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. There we go. Hey, Stephanie. Um, you're a longtime friend, Denna. Or is or is <laughs> or Zolik or Zolik? I'm not laughing at the name. I'm laughing at myself because I can't read and I just did this on the last cameo I did. I completely fucked up somebody's name. So I'm sorry. Or Zolik. Or Zolik. Uh, so, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Denna or Zella. Has his voice not changed yet since he was 14 on T2? What the fuck is going on here? Wanted me to say what's up to you, Stephanie. And, um... Yeah, that's so cool, man. So you guys went to go see um, the T2 opening when you were 11 um, with your dad, and you taught, and you guys, I guess you guys were friends since you were born. That's amazing, dude. You know? So he's going to break down the amazement of, you know, people being friends since they were little. I wish I had that. I literally do. I don't have... I, I moved around a lot when I was a little kid. So, I don't have many friends from when I was growing up. Oh, no. Fuck. Um, you know. And then I got swooped up in this whole fucking business and shit. And I... Uh, one of my regrets in life is that I didn't hold on to some of the friends that I made when I... Uh, oh, no. When I first... Uh, Again, this started out as, uh, can you wish my pal happy birthday? And and here he here he's talking about his regrets with not having friends. Started working and stuff. And yeah, that's, that's really amazing, man. Don't ever let that go. Don't ever let that go. That's a very... I give him credit for keeping it going and, and not doing like, hey, have a Molly Christmas with a happy... I mean, he's actually at least engaging them to some degree i'll give him credit for that big gift in life to have somebody really, you literally know your he's really not staying on point at all life you know i guess the closest thing i have to that is my little brother and, oh, uh, yeah it's amazing dude i mean sometimes these people drive you nuts but sometimes you, i mean you can't help but love them though you know what i mean you always have to be there for them and their family their family so <sighs> Um, but yeah, that's awesome. You guys remember going to see Terminator and, with your dad and talking about this memory often. Um, oh, and thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. I know I'm 44. God. Okay, so now basically Ed's giving himself a cameo at this point. He's saying thanks for telling me that I that I that you're wishing me a happy birthday. Damn, I'm getting old, man. Fuck, six years away from 50. <laughs> 50, man. 50. And honestly, I don't know, dude. There might be some people that aren't going to like this. But I don't know, but uh, I'm getting ready to kill myself. Uh, and by the way, in the background, he's got a painting of a man with a Rubik's Cube for a head holding a gun to it. And then all of the pieces are blown out like he's shot his Rubik's Cube head. I feel like my life is going to be over by the time I'm 60. I might as well no. just say farewell to everything because it's like from then on i think he actually is talking he's contemplating suicide on this cameo what the fuck has happened to ed the old man shit i'm gonna be fucking headed towards like you know going denny's for the early bird special and like having to wear diapers or whatever the fuck it is dude he's talking about 50 yeah 50 years old he's gonna be old and he's gonna be wearing diapers what the Ugh, I don't know. But anyway, um, so I got like 15 more years, man. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to really enjoy these last 15 years. Um, but anyway, you guys rock and roll. And you know what, dude? I promise you, if I make it to 60, I'll be 60 and be like, ah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, whatever. But 70. But then if I'm like telling, if I'm, if I, if I'm like saying like, well, you know, you know, like, I mean, well, 70. You... I take it back. This is actually worth every penny. Okay. 
70, that's just like, you're done, dude. Like, yeah, you are old as a buck. So, yeah. Oh, man. Guys. Well, you guys have uh, given me your age, too, because you guys were like 11 when Terminator came out. So you feel me, right? You fucking feel me. Yeah, he keeps realizing that he's talking about himself only. And then he keeps going back to the fucking 10 words that they sent him for uh, uh, content. Right? Seriously. It's, it's depressing, man. I mean, youth is really wasted on the young, dude. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. If I had known how fast life goes by, I would have really soaked it in a lot more. But anyway. Wow! Sorry for the rant, but yeah, anyway, rock and roll, you guys. Rock Take care. Bye. Hey, buddy. Yeah, rock and roll. Have a Molly Christmas. Hey, Jim. Vince hey, here. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Have a, a Miley Christmas and a happy crew year. And uh, 2020 is a all new beginning. So keep rocking. Keep rocking. Oh, shit. Poor Ed. It's, I, I want to do one and just send it to him and say, Ed, you're fucking this shit up. Okay? Which, okay, so wake the fuck up. First of all, you're round. Get the fuck outside and go for a walk. Then eat a salad. End of day. Then try doing that again. Okay? And then uh, maybe you'll get a little feel-good chemicals going through your fucking fat head there, and you might feel a little better about yourself. Jesus, he's dead at age 44. Some follow-up to yet another beat-up of Freebear and Hot Wings, which, by the way, is a regular thing on this show now. And you know what? I should, I, I, I'm kicking myself. I should have started this show two and a half years ago by making it open season on those fucks. Uh, the fact that I even considered myself uh, to, uh, to wanting to extend an olive branch to those bastards is, uh, was a huge mistake on my part. Huge mistake. And now they do all the heavy lifting for me with the garbage that they give you because there are a percentage of people, not a lot, but there are a percentage of people who listen to this show and for some godforsaken reason, reason listen to that. That little voice in your head, audience members. Wow, I'm bored. Yeah, listen to it. It is. It absolutely is. If if you turn to me, if you if when my show starts. You then go, oh, Eric's on. I'm going to shut this off, and I'll come back to that later because Eric's on. They're doing something wrong. You're, you shouldn't be listening to that. It's a fucking bore. Chris writes, 25% of the show is still flashbacks with you. Public nuisance says, and replaying dumber than the show for an entire segment. People don't need to hear the whole thing if they missed it. Give a 10-second summary, play a clip if something funny happened, and move on. No, no, well, this is usually the argument. Well, you see, we're doing that for people people who listen in a different time frames. This is the worst thing that ever happened to that show. They signed with what's known as a consultant. This is what you do if you're a show like that. First of all, you, uh, you pay somebody a ton of money who dupes other radio shows into thinking that he or she knows what the fuck they're talking about, about distributing content and what they should be doing. When the fact of the matter is radio is fucking dead and nobody even listens to actual terrestrial radio anymore. Most people that listen, listen to it after the fact, on-demand content. 
And besides, the content on that show, believe me, it's not worth repeating. Stop going around the fucking room and put a show together, you fucking morons. Public nuisance says that shit is annoying. Uh, let's see. Patriot Nick writes something. I, I don't know what he means by the FBHW crowed love pedicles. I have, I, I mean, I know what you're meaning by the lab by pedicles, but I don't. I think you mistyped that. Would you look at the fucking screen before you hit enter? All right. I'm going to be a, a thorn in his pudgy side. Jason Schaefer replies to Josh Brown. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about Josh? Uh, referring to when I told my dad that he t- that he's actually 87. You broke me dad's heart. He sounded so dejected when he realized he was another year closer to dying. Oh, no. Come on, man. You can't. Even if you if you know that, you realize that that's my dad. You can't you can't sit there and remind me when I'm podcasting that I mean we are quite literally. I mean I don't even like to say it or ever. I don't even like to uh, 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 think about it or say it. So you can't you can't say that. Come on, man. The fuck is wrong with you? God, I know that. That that thought does creep into my mind from time to time, you fucking dope. That's it. Look at this. 300 seconds because he's on YouTube. Put user into... You've earned 300 seconds for the uh, banging me over the head with the impending doom of my father. You fucking moron. You know, that's going to be a, 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 a public mourning. When that day does come, oh my God, all of these people are going to travel as far as they have to travel to be there for that special day. That's how important my father is to these people, you dumb twat. Jesus. Patriot Nick says Vince Meal. Pronounce it correctly, damn it. Uh, Jason Schaefer says that uh, Ed Furlong sounded perpetually wasted. Uh, Mike Lees, who painted this room, by the way. One of the many people who helped put this room together. Uh, I'll also point out that uh, one of the main people who put this together, who uh, uh, spearheaded the entire thing, that would be uh, Tom um, what did we used to call him? Did we call him Tom from Gun Lake? Uh, we had a massive falling out. And the reason why we had the falling out was because I had mended the fence with Ben. And after that happened, he then took a picture of Ben and wrote Snowflake on it and posted it to Zaniacs United. And then uh, I reached out to him and I said, would you mind not doing that anymore? Uh, I just fixed the relationship with him and I wanted to stay that way. And then he kind of rubbed my nose and shit. Yeah, you never learn, do you? And I'm like, wait, what? 
Uh, yeah, uh, I was married to a person who had the same type of mental defectiveness as Ben has, and uh, it's going to come back to bite you. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Just go fuck yourself. So I did. I told him to go fuck himself, and uh, that was that. And then, um, then after about a month, I always have a guilty conscious, conscience when I... Um, um, when, when I do shit like that and then I calm down and I reached out to him, I go, Hey dude, I, I, I want to fix this. And he said, fuck no. So that was that. Anyway, that comes up because Mike Lee's painted this room. I must admit I have turned, uh, I've turned it on the radio on commutes in the morn and all they seem to do is go around the room. Ugh. you guys, I'm, I don't like you at all but i'm telling you this from a creative standpoint you can sit there and lecture the audience as much as you want that this is where we are now and uh you know we're getting older it's fucking boring and you do it for an hour and 20 minutes total in a day what happened to the passion and the fire that you two used to have. First of all, none of you have the ability four times a show to pull something from the previous 24 hours and make it interesting. You, you just, it's not in your wheelhouse. You're better at other things. My, my advice, reboot. Reboot the whole fucking thing. And when I say reboot, I mean, don't do anything that you did before and put your fucking brains together and write a new show. Because this sucks. Mike continues. All they do is go around the room and do an accelerated version of trivia every day, which also sucks. Not much there. I have no idea how they could get any new listeners. Plus, stop saying your name before every time you speak. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Their their theory is, yeah, well, you see, new people come in, man. We got to get them up to speed because they need to know. It's like, you fucking idiots. Get in there and have conflict with each other. That's what you need to, uh, to impress upon them. Oh, my God. Anything that is memorable on that show happened pre-February 2016. Everything post there's nothing that they can hang their head on. There's no teddy bear conversation. There's no sweater beat up. There's no hamster story. There's no hot zester. There's no running with the bulls. There is no Lindsay Lohan freedom machine. There is no going to the Republican National Convention. Nothing. No going to Great Britain. No. You sit there and you bore everybody. What the fuck? And you audience members that are tricking yourself that this is enjoyable, fucking let them have it. Jesus. The Valentine's Day pillow. Oh, God, just classic beat-ups. Man. All right. Enough of that. No, but I, 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 I should have done this. I should have taken the gloves off long ago. I regret ever even attempting to try to 
be even somewhat friendly with them. I regret that. So we bugged out of Afghanistan yesterday uh, with our tails between our legs. Now, if you are the Taliban, you are fucking undefeated. This ragtag bunch of fucking idiots with a few Toyota trucks with a machine gun bolted to the top of them. And by the way, there is there is uh, the um, Toyota. Um, I think they're actually trying to not sell anything to the Taliban. There are um, uh, hidden um, uh, cash uh, supplies that are buying these and getting them to them because they are perfect vehicles for that neck of the woods. There is something to it. There's a reason why you only see them. It's because Toyota sells them to the fucking Taliban. They haven't known they were doing it because it's like hidden under uh, covert uh, operations to be able to get them purchased. But I think Toyota has hacked, actually had to come out and say, we are no longer selling trucks to the Taliban. Very, very strange. But if you are the Taliban, you're undefeated. You beat Russia. And you've beaten the United States. And just as in case anybody's forgotten, uh, the Taliban was armed by the United States CIA. And there was a uh, little-known freedom fighter for the Taliban when they were fighting. A very young uh, man fighting against uh, Russia, the Soviet Union, by the name of Osama bin Laden who then was enraged when Saudi Arabia turned to the United States when Kuwait was invaded by Iraq. And uh, Bin Laden was like, wait a minute, hold on a second here. No, you don't need them, you need us. And the Saudis said, fuck you. We're going to the U.S. That was the straw that broke the camel's back in addition to, uh, well, whatever uh, uh, ideology, uh, ideology, ideological beliefs that the United States has that uh, the Taliban obviously does not believe in. So that opened up the door towards all the terror attacks of Al-Qaeda and 9-11 and bombing the coal and the uh, uh, embassies in Yemen and Kenya. It's all bin Laden. So here we are now, six days after the destructions, uh, uh, the destruction on September 11, 2001, uh, we're, we're blowing up Afghanistan. The fact that we spent 20 years there, we bugged out yesterday. A lot of you saw that image of that, uh, that last soldier. I think it was actually a general getting onto the fucking uh, helicopter. Smell you later. And now we have a, uh, a, a, a cache of, um, of equipment that is still there. The Taliban has now gone into the airport. The word on the street was we dismantled everything so that nothing was usable, but who knows? Who knows what's true and what's not? Uh, they are now more powerful than they've ever been before. How? How? 20 years, and why didn't... I guess the question is, if I had an opportunity to speak with somebody who could answer this question, why in the world... Were we there then? I mean, did you not know where the strongholds were? Did you not, uh, uh, I mean, 20 years, couldn't you have just continued to uh, wipe these guys out in a a, a uh, 
almost like a house-by-house ground assault. You've got 20 years to do this. And you have the might of the United States military. How can this fucking gang of dudes with small arms somehow manage to defeat the United States? We lost this war. Wow. Um, So the United States bugs out. And, And if I'm them, the Taliban, they then go into the airport and they, uh, you know, they're, they're shooting their guns in the air. They're acting like assholes. We have no more uh, uh, military there. And by the way, there are uh, uh, one or 2,000 Americans there, and I'm not entirely clear as to what's going on. Um, did they want to stay there? Is that what I'm understanding? Or are they like, no, don't leave? Very strange. But if I'm the United States... And, you know, I'm uh, out to sea with battleships and destroyers and, and aircraft carriers. I uh, I unload everything. I unload the kitchen sink on the airport, you know, because they're all going to be there. I mean, who, who gives a fuck at this point? What are they going to do? This is a perfect opportunity. They're all streaming into the airport. And then just, un- I mean, all of a sudden, the uh, the battleships are 50 tons lighter because all ordinances are now flying through the air, missiles, uh, long-range cannons or whatever, uh, uh, planes are bombing the shit out of them. Who gives a fuck? Blow them up. At least swing open the side of the copter and do the fucking full metal jack. Get some! Get some! I got you. You just don't lead them as much. Ha, 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 Guy's puking. <laughs> Why? Why not? And then if uh, okay, you know, you're not saying what? Well, what happened there? We didn't, You weren't supposed to do that. Just say I don't know, man. I fucking slipped, or I was standing near the button and I sneezed. And, oh, it was just crazy. Sorry about that. Accident. Who gives a shit? The United States actually, in their attempt to, um, I don't know if you saw this one. We uh, we blew up the ISIS K. And by the way, the K stands for a province, I think, in Afghanistan. And ISIS-K hates the Taliban. There's only about two, 3,000 members of ISIS-K. They hate the Taliban because the Taliban is not as extreme as they want them to be. They want them to be ridiculously extreme. They're, um, you know, well, it's ISIS. So they, <laughs> you know, it's bad when the terrorists, the Taliban, who, you know, are going to fucking shoot women in the back of the head because if they don't wear the appropriate clothing, when they are looked at as too liberal. That's bad. Uh, ISIS-K, you remember we, uh, when they did that uh, bomb at the airport that killed all those people, and then we were, well, we were told, I don't know if I necessarily believe that we, hey, we got the bad guy. We got the bad guy who, who planned the whole thing. He was driving in a car, and we sent a smart bomb, and uh, we blew him up. He's dead. Boy, I, you know, because Biden was like, I mean, I, I am going to go a little conspiracy theory here on you, but this is this is what I'm thinking. Because if you're Joe Biden, you need to win. You've had a rough go. Uh, so, you know. You have the bomb blow up. All these Americans die. All these Afghanis die. They're laying in their fucking, uh, in that swamp river. Why is that even there by the airport? The swamp river. Holy shit. 
Why are they all hanging out there? And then um, uh, Biden says, we're going to get you, motherfucker. You're gonna, we're going to blow you up. Oh, yeah, we got him. He was driving in a car, and we blew him up. Okay. Uh, we got the guy who masterminded it. Well, I don't, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right about that. And then the other story, there was another ISIS-K um, mission in the works as the U.S. had intelligence that a um, vehicle was packed with explosives. And we found the vehicle, and through a drone strike and smart bombs, we blew up the car from far away. Well, horribly, some fucking family is across the street And I don't know if they're doing fucking milk crate challenge or what, but they're all dead. There's 12 people that are like, oh, my God, what are we going to do is the Taliban. Let's do milk crate challenge. And they were wiped out. I mean, we did blow up the truck, but 10 of the 12 family members were obliterated. Holy shit. Ugh. Rough. So that is that. Afghanistan is done. Chris says it happens with a bunch of these drone strikes. Yeah, I get that. I understand. I think there is a fight going on in the chat. I believe the combatants this time, the belligerents, are N and Nick. I hope it's not over... uh, I don't know what it's about. Uh, and by the way, says, no, 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 that was Apocalypse Now, not Full Metal Jacket. You are incorrect. The scene where Joker is, it, he's the guy that's shooting for Stars and Stripes, the uh, reporter, and he's with whoever the other guy is. And uh, you all should do a story about me. Why, why should we do a story about you? Because I'm the baddest motherfucker around. I got 16 kills. Them is all confirmed. Are some of those kills women and children? Yeah. <laughs> How do you kill women and children? The helicopters in the background. You just don't lead them so much. <laughs> Get some. Get some. Get some. It's definitely full metal jacket. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you dumb motherfucker. Great, great movie. All right. As I indicated later, or earlier, later, earlier, contribute to the show, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I would love to hear, uh, see what type of stories you want. I think I should talk about. Send them along, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. As I said, I just lost, lost Dirk. He's completely wrecked. I don't know if we'll ever get him back. He used to be here on the chat, uh, yucking it up with us. But I think he has I think he has uh, flown the coop. Sorry about that. To the rest of you, because you all enjoyed his presence. But, man, I don't know what happened. It just blew up. It's over. That's too bad. Very, very sweet and helpful and kind and has uh, sent me all sorts. He sent me this right here, this thing. 
to help me. He said he was so sweet. He heard me complaining about uh, it was upsetting me that frogs were dying in my pool. He sent me a floating lily pad that the frogs can climb on and walk out of hop out of the pool. He sent me that. He's been nothing but sweet to me. And we got into a little spat about COVID because, well, he's crazy, okay? He's completely brainwashed and misinformed and is willing to share all of his dumb uh, hocus-pocus bullshit about COVID with me. And then I always kick his ass over it nonstop. I mean, he sends me the, the latest one was, hey, did you hear the news? What? Yeah, the FDA didn't approve the Pfizer vaccine. He actually thinks the FDA did not approve the Pfizer vaccine. I go, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, they, uh, they, it's, it's something else. It was name change and uh, it's not even approved. It's, uh, you, you, and then he writes, you, you just believe the lie and the narrative. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, and so that what, what got him was, uh, I was like, okay, send me one story that, that talks about this. Not your interpretation of whatever the fuck. Just send me, send me some proof. Oh, yeah, it says right here in the FDA's release that it's, uh, I, uh, no, that's, that's you interpreting it. That's not true. Oh, my God. So we lost him. He gave up. There is pain in his ass region. Fullhousecomedy.com. That's what I want to talk about now. You go to fullhousecomedy.com, and if you are in West Michigan, you will see a laundry list of amazing comedians who, well, starting tomorrow, are in town. Mitch Fatel, who's a fucking legend, he sat right here in the studio with me. Uh, he got his start on the Howard Stern Show. He was an intern. This is how it went. Fatel was an intern back in the day on Howard's show. And then um, he walks up to Baba Bowie and uh, he says, I got a problem because I guess he's coming in from like Long Island or something like that. And he goes, what is it? He goes, I can't come in anymore. He goes, why? He goes, because my car is fucking dead and I don't have money to fix it. And Fatel was doing very well on the show as an intern. He's funny. He goes, oh, fuck. Well, we need an intern. Do you know anybody? He goes, yeah, I go to school, film school with this guy named John. And I think he, I think he would want to do it. And he goes, okay, well, we need him. Um, have him come in an intern or have him come in an interview. And then Fatel says to Baba Bowie, um, well, I'm just going to let you know ahead of time. He's, he's a, little, a little uncomfortable talking to him. And Baba Bowie says, what do you mean? He goes, well, he stutters, and it's rough because it's it's not so much going, ah, 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 ah. He just kind of st- almost uh, stammers and makes weird guttural noises. He goes, <laughs> and he goes, really? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll deal with that. I'll talk to Howard. <laughs> and Fate tells us, all right, smell you later, and then that's it. Uh, he's done with the show, and he goes on to finish his education and then got into comedy. Well, the other half of that story is um, Baba Bowie goes to the boss and says, the boss says, did you get a new intern? He goes, no, but 
I, I'm interviewing one. His name is John, and he stutters. And Howard goes, hire him. He goes, I haven't met him yet. He goes, I don't give a fuck. Hire him. The rest is history. Now, as it as it goes, John kind of got lost along the way and forgot that, you know, he's not funny. Howard's funny. And when he makes John read fucking ridiculous questions to celebrities and John's reaction and John not even knowing what the fuck he's doing. Now, John has since gone on to do a podcast that sucks so much dick. It's unbelievable. But anyway, that's Mitch. Fatel is in town starting tomorrow in Howard City. Spectrum Lanes on September 2nd. Rockford Lanes September 3rd. And then Back Alley Comedy Club September 4th in Muskegon. While that's all going on, on September 3rd, Eddie Griffin is at the park for fucking, uh, let's see, two shows on September 3rd, two shows on September 4th. All the details, go fullhousecomedy.com. Go buy tickets. Or buy tickets and go. Don't not go buy tickets. Buy tickets and go. And you're supporting Big Dick Donnie. All right. Uh, poor Dirk, the Duchess of New Jersey writes. Patriot Nick says, everyone thinks they're right. Nobody is willing to accept that maybe they're both wrong. Well, for most people, perhaps, but not me. That does not apply to me. You all know it. Some of you just don't want to admit it, but I am correct about everything. And don't ever fucking lose sight of that. Uh, Dumpster Divers, thank you to them. We'll be killing it with Kyle from Dumpster Divers on Thursday. If you need a dumpster and you are in West Michigan, consider Dumpster Divers. First of all, they're cheaper. That's the most important thing. Second of all, they're sponsors, and you should always support the sponsors. And who wouldn't want to support these guys? Startup business, these two guys got together. They were working at two men in a truck, and they said, you know what? I think there's a spot for us in the dumpster uh, landscape. Let's buy nine dumpsters back in 2014 and then deliver them with a special truck, and then off we go. Now they have 30 dumpsters. They continue to do uh, do great things. Emilio, not Black Emilio and Kyle. 616 375 9962. Call or text dumpster divers when you need a dumpster or junk removal services or demo and deconstruction. All the information is at dumpsterdiversllc.com. Kyle will join us from Dumpster Divers tomorrow. It's always very unfortunate whenever anybody that I know is named Kyle. Because the first thing uh, anyone thinks about when I say the name Kyle is uh, the fucking monster that I used to work with. It's awful. 
So there was a football game, a high school football game that uh, played over the weekend on ESPN. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that ESPN was uh, playing high school football games. Well, they, I, I guess they do if it's a, uh, if it's a good enough matchup. And uh, when, this is a time of year when they're kind of like um, starving for programming. So what they see on their end at ESPN is um, a press release from a high school that says, if you're in need of programming on uh, this given day on this past weekend, uh, we think you should carry our game. We will be uh, having a live feed, uh, multiple camera angles here, and all you need to do is carry our game, turnkey operation. Uh, we here at Bishop Sycamore are taking on the famed IMG Academy in high school football. Now, what these schools do is they're almost like universities. Make no mistake. It's football first, education second, but nobody really bats an eye. So ESPN is like, well, uh, maybe um, tell us more about your school, Bishop Sycamore. And uh, the coach right away says, well, all you need to know is that on offense and defense, we have over a dozen Division I players. That Their next step is Division I college football, already signed, sealed, and delivered. And we're talking Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Notre Dame, the best schools in the land. Our athletes are going on to the next level. You can see all of our blue chip players when we take on the famed IMG Academy, which already is known to having uh, uh, a strong pedigree of uh, athleticism. And so uh, the guy who runs ESPN, who's in charge of this, uh, he says, yeah, well, we're in. We are going to televise this game. Well, it turns out it was an, it was all a scam. The school sucks dick. I mean, it's as bad as like, you, may, you know, like when you see from time to time on Facebook, you see like the scene where, uh, you know, everybody's having a feel-good moment with nice, uplifting music. Maybe you see it on like the Dodo where you see the kid who's got Down syndrome take the handoff at the one-yard line and, and all the guys are like, uh, in air quotes, trying to track him down, trying to tackle him while he's sitting there trucking along and it takes like 25 minutes for the kid to get the length of the field and he's just so happy and says, oh my God, he scored and the cheerleaders go nuts and the fans go nuts and this kid feels great and and you all watching it were like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to fucking cry. This kid is... Uh, that kid that I just described is better than any of the players on Bishop Sycamore. Like every kid on this team sucks tons of dick at football. It's horrible. Yet there they are on ESPN. And they got the fuck beat out of them 58 to nothing. 
According to Bleacher Report, after airing a one-sided high school football game that ended 58-0 on Sunday, ESPN said it was a mistake made by Paragon Marketing Group via Jack Bear of Yahoo Sports. Quote, we regret that this happened and have discussed it with Paragon. Paragon secured the matchup and handles the majority of our high school event scheduling. They have ensured us that they will take steps to prevent this kind of situation from happening uh, in the future. So basically... Bishop Sycamore just reached out and said, yeah, they're great. We're great. We're awesome. And Paragon said, all right, sounds good to me. Uh, while IMG Academy was worthy of inclusion on national TV, Bishop Sycamore raised concerns after allegedly embellishing the skill of its football team before the blowout loss. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster, and to be frank, frank conversation, a lot of that we could not verify ESPN's announcers, they were, they were like ESPN announcer, oh my God, said that during the game, quote, they did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. Bishop Sycamore director Andre Peterson discussed the college offers made to his players with the athletics Andy Staples and Ari Wasserman. Quote, I try to defend when people say, oh, well, yeah, you lied about kids having Division Division One offers, Peterson said. Well, I guess the best way for me to fight against that is having you sit down with us on signing day. So this guy still maintains that his players are, uh, oh, yeah, we got four guys going to be at Ohio State. The team itself is based in Ohio. Also reportedly played another game on Friday just two before two days before its game on ESPN. Coach Ron Johnson told Andy Staples and Ari Wasserman from The Athletic that Bishop Sycamore typically fields two teams. Ah, we had a couple guys play a couple series in that one game to give them a look because we didn't have practice that day. Normally, what we would have was practice Friday, walk through Saturday, play on Sunday. So instead of that, we had some uh, some series here, and then uh, you know uh, we worked out and uh, practiced a little more with IMG. So he's basically just saying that, oh, yeah, we just had some uh, shitty players out there. Uh, president of Par- Paragon Marketing Group. I mean, if you're like with this Paragon Marketing Group who who delivers this product to ESPN, you're like, oh, shit. Uh, that guy, Rashid Ghazi, told Ben Koo from Awful Announcing that they would have canceled the game had they known Bishop Sycamore played earlier in the weekend. It created significant injury risk for the players beyond the one-sided battle on the field. The program reportedly first started last season and entered the game with no wins in two years. The vetting process and the issues with the matchup are 100% on Paragon, Ghazi said. As the guy who founded the ESPN relationship and the president of the company, it's really 100% on me. Well, you're fired. Bishop Sycamore is an online-only charter school that is not affiliated with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. There's been a lot of stories about this Bishop Sycamore. There's another story that I read about how one parent who was uh, courted to bring his kid to the school um, realized it's it's just a school in name only. There's there's there, there's nothing educational about it. In fact, some of these kids are like 19, 20, 21 years old. So. Uh, something's wrong with that whole scenario. And then he talked about how he kept this guy who had a, um, a son who he was convinced at the time that Bishop Sycamore was a good thing. They, they, they show up at a camp 
And then the dad goes there and uh, he puts a, they, there's a hotel that they're staying at for the school at this camp somewhere in Ohio. And then the dad says, yeah, so uh, to, in order to get into the room, you got to have a credit card on file in case you like, you know, um, use room service or something. Uh, the guy checks out. And then the next thing he knows, the guy, um, he gets a charge for the room bill. He's like, wait a minute. What, what the hell is going on here? And he goes, uh, isn't the, the school bishop, uh, whatever, Bishop Sycamore is supposed to pay for that? And they go, no, they're, they're not paying for it. You have to pay for that on your own. He's like, oh, well, that's bullshit. So he pays for the room. And then half a day later, he, this guy, this dad, who's not affiliated with the school, his kid's just at the camp. The guy's credit card pays for all of the rooms from Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. He's like, he called him, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, well, your credit card's the only one on file. Wait, what? Yeah, they said you're paying for the whole thing. Goes, I'm not paying for the whole fucking thing we're talking about. So that's kind of what you're dealing with there. The whole thing is kind of like off the rails. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting story, at least to me. It was for you. <laughs> Maybe not. But uh, holy shit, how stupid is that? All right. We wrap up the show with the asshole of the day coming next. I need nominees. Who do you think it's going to be for asshole of the day? Send them along via the chat on the show. Thank you once again to Gift of Life Michigan. If you go to ericsaintshow.com and click on the Gift of Life logo, that will open you up to a form where you can fill out who you are and your willingness to donate your organs in the event that you, God forbid, pass. And honestly, there is... um, be really something fantastic if every person within the sound of my voice I don't care what state you're in does this just knowing that you alone can save eight lives with all of that uh, I hate to say it it sounds weird being harvested from you if you pass but that's exactly what it is give the gift of life uh, fill out your organ donor card you can also do it via your ID yes give it all away Thank you, Gift of Life, Michigan. Giving your motor the gift of life. See how I did that? JM Synthetics, Jason Mays. This is what I want you to do. Go to jmsynthetics.com. Shop the products. Decide what you're going to buy. And then call Jason. Amazing Amsoil products, the best in the business. They don't just sell this stuff at the store. They sell it through hardworking distributors like Jason. That's how you get Amsoil products. 616-747-0233. That's 616-747-0233. And Jason's not shy when he says, look, please support me. When you support me, I can support the show. And he's right because he pays me for the marketing. But there has to be a return on investment. So if he gives me a certain amount of cash every month and he's bleeding money because nobody's buying his fucking shit, well, he's going to cancel it. So fucking buy it. If you change oil or you, you need a filter or any type of lubrication, whatever it may be, go look at the products, jmsynthetics.com. Then call Jason. The number's right on the website or if you don't, if, 616-747-0233. In fact, Jason, 
He brings you the asshole of the day. Thank you for that. He also brings uh, TMC, uh, TMC, Jesus, TC Paintball, TC Paintball GR, also brings you the asshole of the day. What are we thinking here? We talked about, um, let's see, we had Hugh on. We talked about training. We talked about the board meeting where the guy was saying the stupid names. We ripped a lot of people a new asshole today. Ed Furlong's cameo, Vince Meal was brought up, the shitty scenario in Afghanistan, and a lot of other things too, but it escapes me, not to mention Bishop Sycamore. Who do you think could be the asshole of the day? Uh, asshole of the day. Now, Nick is is wrong here. Um, you and Dirk for being stupid and letting opinions change your friendship. I, nothing has changed in my mind. I love him. And I made that clear. So uh, I believe the terms I want to, the words I want to say now are fuck and off. Because I love him and I have taken nothing seriously and I never will. Unlike you yesterday, twat. Jason gets a nomination. He already has 300 seconds. I think this gives it to him. I don't know what about. Yeah, Jason was kind of a twat because he, he, oh, I don't like that PA prank. It's too much. It's over the line. It's a joke. But I don't know if he can earn asshole of the day, guys. I mean, seriously. Dean uses my last name for some reason um, and calls me a hypocrite. Why? What, why, again? I, I, I would be curious to know why you would uh, uh, say that about me. Why would I be a hypocrite? What have I done that is actually hypocritical? Shut up, Jimmy. He's using the word sick. I don't want to hear that. All right. So I'm just uh, scanning. I don't see anybody really worthy of it. Are you telling me? Oh, Dean says you told us not to say fuck off. That's not hypocritical, and here's why. And I explained this once. When it's written, it's always there. It can't disappear. If it's a fleeting moment on a podcast with saying fuck off like I just did, that's different. However... I now am no longer concerned about that. So I now encourage you to write fuck off on there. So there, we're all good now. All right. I see a newbie. Aksum Tagaru. We have war. Say that to Afghans. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know if English is the second language there. But if you could give me some clarification, go to your white kingdom. Okay. All right. Now we're getting somewhere here. Kind of unpacking this. I need more explanation. And then, look, he says only Habesha for Habesha. Now, can you explain to us 
uh, white men and some white women what Habesha is. Uh, Habesha meaning they are peoples. Habesha peoples. Uh, historically, the term was applied to predominantly Christian groups, and the usage remains common today. Identifier frequently employed to refer to Semitic language-speaking peoples mainly found in the highlands of Ethiopia and Eritrea. Uh-huh. Okay, so, all right. Uh, and and uh, you are a lady, I'm assuming. Uh, it's written weird, but it says, I am a Jew, G, Jew, G U A L, Kenny. Is that, I'm a, is that mean a lady? Is, am I getting that right, Oxum? Uh, we uncol, we uncolonize, we, okay. Hey, let's do this. Oxum, let me send you a link and we can, <laughs> Kenny, shut up. You're, we, we got somebody new here. Don't alienate the new people. You shut up. You have to understand. Oxum, the lady, uh, the English is not the person's first language. So don't sit there and give her the business because she doesn't type the way uh, you recognize. It. We can't even understand you, Kenny, because you sound like a fucking hillbilly. So try not to alienate the new people. Oxum, this is what I'd like to do as we wrap up this show. I want you to quickly go to your email, Oxum, and then send an email to eric at ericzaneshow.com. That's eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'll even type it here for you. Typed my own name wrong. Can you believe that? I typed E-Rock. He's on my brain. On the set, reach out to me on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Awesome. Okay. Send me an email immediately. And then what I will do, this will be very fun, is I will send you a link and then you click on it, and then your face will appear, and we will have a conversation. Now, this will be fantastic. And I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to give you the business. I'll treat you. I'll treat you with respect. It will be a great deal of fun. And this will give me an opportunity to showcase how easily it is to uh, bring new people into the show. Kenny, I am warning you. If you alienate this person I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Stop it. In fact, that's a uh, that's a timeout right there. Do not alienate my audience. Nick says, does anyone else feel like this person is trolling Eric? Well, if that's the case, you're going to love this. Uh, I am work. I am a working housemaid. I am taking care of uh, Madame's children. Maybe later. All right. 
Fair enough. That's fine. Uh, can I just ask this? What uh, are you are you working in the U.S.? I mean, where where are you from, Oxen? I'm curious about this. I'm always I always know when new people uh, chime in because most of the people that check out the show are like regulars, you know. Tom says that Oxum drew a line in the Afghan sand. And by the way, it says, I am a working housemaid, Oxum writes, with a Turkish flag. Now, okay, that might be weird, you know, because, you see, I'm Armenian. And, uh, well, um, I hate Turkish people. Okay, now, so a Turkish person is going to have to work to earn my respect and well, even just to get me to say, uh, to not say fuck you to them. Because, Oxum, you understand that fucking Turks are like the Nazis. And the, the only difference is at least the uh, German people have owned up to it. The Turks have not. So I fucking hate Turks, Oxum. All right. Chris says, Oxum is going to ask for money any second now. That's okay. Oxum, I want to give you money. I'm going to direct you to a guy named Kenny who is going to give you money. All right. I am from Tigray, Ethiopia. I work for an Emirate family. They own a house in Turkey and United Arab Emirates. It is normal that we Habesha housemaid travel overseas. They own several mansions. We love Arabs. Well, look, Oxum, I understand that. And I can, I would still love to talk to you, but, um, what I this is my advice to you, Oxum. Whatever you do, don't ever say anything positive about the Armenian people in front of the Turks because they hate us. They slaughter us. These are bad, bad people. I'm not saying don't quit your job, Oxum. But just know going forward that we have a real problem, the Armenian people, with the Turks. But I want you to have a good day. And don't hesitate to reach out to me uh, asking for money. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If that is your real name. So this is If this is a scam, then we're having fun with it. I'm the only one believes that this is actually a housemaid. Where is my Sharpie in front of my face? Okay, the asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? I don't have any idea who's going to be the asshole of the day. Ed Furlong? Bishop Sycamore? I mean, just on principle, because I can't stand this guy either. When I've got an enemy, I really have an enemy. I keep receipts. Michael Gray is the asshole of the day. He's earned a Lifetime Achievement Award. I can't stand that fucker. So fuck him. Fuck everybody else that had, uh, that, that, that likes him. And fuck Free Beer and Hot Wings, too. Fuck those guys. All right. You guys are great. I appreciate you for being uh, part of the podcast. It's always have fun. We'll talk to you next time. Talk to you on the uh, Patreon coming up at 11. Uh, uh, uh. Chris says, maybe can we get Axum on the Patreon? No, I can't do it. I can't do uh, screen share. 
We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. We're back. The idea is being floated that we fly Oxum in to have hardcore uh, Arab butt sex somewhere in the United States. Hardcore Arab hillbilly butt sex. Uh, Kenny is down. And uh, Oxum, I don't know if uh, if that's if that's in your wheelhouse. Kenny, you are not welcome in Addis Ababa and Asmara, ugly inbred Esau Gentile. Uh, Oxum, Kenny is is uh, proficient in uh, Arab butthole. <laughs> Would you be interested? In some type of white man Arab butthole type of rendezvous, would that would that be uh, something that we could that we could work out? Uh, please email Eric at EricSaintShow.com. Okay, that's uh, that's it officially. Till next time, bye bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.